0: Hey and welcome. This is the first episode of the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King and I'm so stoked to be getting this out finally. In the beginning, I just want to let you all know that this podcast is my way to give back to something that's given me life experiences and helped me grow up in a way I didn't think would, if that makes sense. Uh, and that's the the heavy music scene on a local level. Uh yeah. I've made friends that I'll have forever and I've made memories that I'll hold on to for the rest of my life and I know I'm not the only one. And that's what this is all about is talking to musicians around Brisbane and eventually New South Wales and Victoria about what gets them into music and what keeps them in music and the the shift between just listening and being a huge fan of music too. Wanting to play it for people and wanting to write it so people can hear it. Because I think we're all kind of just wired differently to everybody else. So I guess this is the Petri dish, so to speak, of musicians. And yeah, anyway, on to today's guest, Zashan Wiki, someone I've never met before recording this. And he is a fucking solid dude. Such a positive person. And it was such a breath of fresh air to speak to somebody that I've never met before. And it'd be such a great interaction. He's more than welcome anytime. But Zash and Wiki, formerly of season and ending and current independent professional wrestler. Great dude. Professional wrestling becomes a massive topic within this podcast because I'm a huge fan and obviously he is too. So yeah, we just talk shit and it's fucking sick. And uh, yeah, I hope if you're listening to this, you want to come along for the ride and listen weekly as I try to push these out with new guests every single week. And yeah, sit back, listen, enjoy. This is the Heavy Sweater Podcast episode 1 with zashin With You. Hey man. Hey bro. How you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've met. It's so sick. We'll just get straight into it. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about music for you. So you grew up on the Gold Coast, you were just saying, so that's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like
1: I'd say a lot of my my music experience comes from even when I was living on the Gold Coast, like yeah. more Brisbane stuff, coming to Brisbane shows. Yeah, yeah. there, uh, probably kind of when I was getting into the scene down on the Gold Coast, we had places like Shed Five, Expressive Grounds, um, a couple of, like older school venues. The Beer Garden still had like yeah. metal and hardcore shows on yeah. Thursdays. But I was, like, coming into the tail end of that. So venues just started dropping off. Promoters started disappearing. So I was like, oh, you know, I want to be in a band. I was in a band at the time and wanted to still be able to maintain that. So a lot of things just started shifting towards Brisbane, coming yeah. up to shows to play them, or whether it be watching other bands playing local shows as well. Yeah. It just went a lot better up in Brisbane. Yeah, So, definitely. yeah, I'm back on the Gold Coast now, so, and it's, it's actually kind of cool. I feel like there's been a bit more of a revival on the Gold Coast recently yeah. with... Um, Venues like Mo's Desert Clubhouse, Vinnie's Dive Bar—they're yep. starting to bring back, you know, some punk stuff, some sick. hardcore shows, and everything. So fuck it's a yeah. good break from the usual DJ <laughs> yeah, yeah. rave scene and everything that's really <laughs> prominent on the Gold Coast. Yeah, you yeah.
0: know, cool, fuck yeah, that's sick. So are you go on shows like Super Young.
1: I think my first show, um, I think I was 15. So back in 2010, um, I don't know if that's classified as like super young or or if kids are like going to hardcore shows at 12 and 13 (laughs) nowadays, you know, learning how to mosh from a young age. But, um, funnily Mm -hmm. enough, that show was actually in a church down on the Gold Coast. So like, did you ever hear prepared like a bride back in the day?
0: I've got a prepared like a bride CD in there. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, a kid who came to my school, he, he was more or less like my introduction to hardcore music and heavier stuff like that. And we just got along really well once he'd come through in grade 10 and, um, He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a keyboardist for this band called Prepared Like a Bride. should come to a show one time. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. But listening to their music and watching hardcore shows on YouTube and seeing wash yeah. pits and yeah. stuff, I'm like, who is this kid? Like, <laughs> am I going to die or get a broken nose or That's something at this sick. show? So with them being um, a Christian band as well yeah, yeah. with their messages and as well, now that I think about it, that show I think was like an all-Christian okay. metal lineup kind of okay, thing. Fuck fit the church venue really really well but um i also do feel as though like heavy christianity within heavy music was quite prominent back then so it was still cool for them to be able to get a full lineup of people have it at a church there were no issues still had a fun wash pit and everything like that but um yeah plab was my (laughs) my first heavy experience and (laughs) i'll I'll never forget that i'll never forget that
0: so that's where it starts for you there was like nothing like rock or emo or anything oh, inter- we can go back further <laughs> yeah yeah alright alright let's go old school right
1: to the I'd say when we put it to like the hardcore metalcore yeah, that kind of stuff that was the start Bride, yeah. yeah dad grew me up on Metallica okay, um, Iron Maiden cool Slayer dad. yeah man I had a really cool like <laughs> typical you know metal dad yeah, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers which is different to all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff but that always sticks with me yeah. from Papa um, but yeah, like I had heard of bands like Parkway Drive, okay, Bullet yeah. For My Valentine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Treyu and all that sort of stuff. But it, honestly, the vocals put me off. Okay. Initially, I was like, man, why? You know, this is typical. Oh, this is dumb screamo yeah. or ra-ra devil <laughs> music and this, that and the other. And then once I had that opportunity to attend a live show and yeah. see, I guess, what the performance was like, how fans and stuff were reacting to it that are at the show, I was like, oh, okay, like I started to understand it a little bit more, drew me in, had me coming back, and now like, I love going to local shows now, all the time, all the time.
0: So, it was like straight up, just like, just dad metal, and then, (laughs) and then just, prepared like a bride yeah that dad metal that
1: sort sick. of prepared like a bride stuff and then the bands that i mentioned before parkway drive yeah. bullet etc um, yeah, yeah i yeah. then went and went and like re-listened to those yeah. bands i'm like oh no okay like now that i have that understanding of how the music works and it's why people are so sick. into yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah i was yeah. like this is awesome it just made it way more accessible to me because yeah. yeah. something just kind of like clicked in my brain over it um, for, I don't think it was my birthday that year, but I just had gotten a gift because my parents, like, oh, he's going to shows yeah. now, that's cool. Parkway Drive released Deep Blue, okay. I came home from school one day, yeah, and my parents were like, hey, we got you this CD, and oh, I was like, was sick. whoa, <laughs> awesome, so, so and sick. then just started frothing it from there, that's and cool. then as well, one of my biggest bands um, from that time is Avenged Sevenfold, yeah. like, and I, I feel like
0: feel... every teenager does that, yeah. just fully get into Avenged for like a year and a half, and then... It's gone. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and like I feel as though, as you said, like every teenager gets into it. You really get into it. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Fingerless gloves and everything,
1: the yeah. whole deal. That's... I was like, I want tattoo sleeves. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure, like I bought a pair of aviators yeah. as well yeah. to wear around. So good. And my dad's just like, you know, I'd gone from listening to all of his music basically yeah. to all this new age metal that yeah, everyone's yeah. listening to and he doesn't like it yeah. <laughs> I just feel like right. Avenged
0: is like the closest thing to a dad metal band yeah. for now yeah
1: they yeah. have a really good what's sound, like a um, a, a blend yeah. of, of those genres. Like yeah. now that I listen back just at the time, I thought this was cool as, yeah. but I'm like, man, this is dad metal yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah.
0: Except their first two albums. They're like pretty hardcore. Cause oh, I like they're yeah. getting around with like bleeding through and 18 yeah. visions and stuff like that. So it was like super heavy. Yeah. At time.
1: And I think that like, it also took me a while to get into that older stuff. Cause I yeah, yeah. think I'd gotten into them around like, uh, oh no. um, around their self-titled, that but like I could still listen to the best thing
0: they've ever put out. Man. 100%. seven for self-title is
1: so <laughs> overlooked. Is so good. And like, I can understand why, because City of Evil is just like, it's, got so it's many a hits. huge banger yeah, album, yeah, yeah. but I feel like, you know, it's got a bit more filler yeah, yeah. than self titled yeah, does. Yeah, it's
0: like four strong tracks, and then filler. Yeah. Self-title is just like underrated hits. Yeah.
1: Like, and like their singles yeah, are yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. after that, like, oh, Almost Easy Almost Easy A Little Piece
0: of Heaven and then there's like Brompton Cocktail Brompton Cocktail is the best song I've ever written that was honest to god like (laughs) I was obsessed
1: with Avenge and then I got obsessed with Brompton Cocktail yeah just that like
0: Bongo intro on stuff it's just like so cooked but it works so yeah. well yeah and then
1: safe. they do that sort of shit with a little piece of heaven yeah, as well yeah, yeah. like it's this but that big gets all the attention. operatic yeah. necrophilia piece so basically yeah, and you're so just good. like this is like if it ever just comes on on my shuffle I'm like like I don't listen to it regularly yeah. but I could go two or yeah. three <laughs> it comes years yeah. comes on and I'm like yeah. that's right this song is like a masterpiece yeah, yeah. and I regret no, I don't say regret but I wish I got into them earlier to appreciate the rev while he was alive yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because he's... Insane. A
1: genius. He's yeah. a musical genius. Yeah.
0: even, like, as as simple as the almost easy intro, the double ride, is just crazy. Yeah. And from, like, playing drums, I'm like, that is just so, like, insane to be like, I'm going to add another ride for one, like, four-second piece of music fucking insane so like are you a drummer i used to play drums yeah in in divide yeah and then just like how playing drums is just thankless and (laughs) you get treated like shit all the time and you've got the
1: most gear to haul in and out of every show no one wants to
0: help and i've been playing bass and guitar for like just as long as i've been playing drums so yeah i decided i'd rather do the stuff i enjoy instead of doing the stuff that i had to do to keep bands going for sure yeah Yeah. brisbane's a black hole of musicians especially drummers (sighs) Any drummer in
1: Brisbane is in like four bands minimum Or
0: in one and they don't want to move from anything else It's crazy And
1: like I got mad respect for it Because I do feel it is one of the fucking tougher roles to be playing in a band And I can't really talk because I'm a vocalist So (laughs) like I started off as a guitarist personally um, And then one day I think it was in year 12, 2012 um, i just seen something that was like Oh you know we're a band influenced by... Both of My Valentine, Avenged Sevenfold, Slayer and just kind of half the bands that I've mentioned already and they were looking for a vocalist and I was like, can I do that? Like, is that something that I could actually do and then next thing you know, I'm like watching YouTube tutorials on how to scream and how to fry scream or how to growl (laughs) and stuff and like, I'd be practicing after school and my parents would come home and be shutting down the windows really quickly like, oh, I really hope they didn't hear me doing that I need to think of some weirdo And then it all just came together really, really well, thankfully.
0: Fuck yeah, cool. Yeah. That's sick. So you were playing guitar until grade 12 and then just vocals from then on?
1: Yeah, I think again, um, I think the guitaring started around 14, 15 for me. Um, Massive thank you to Guitar Hero for that as well. It
0: changed lives. (laughs) It seriously (laughs) did,
1: man. Like, I I forget about it it, because I feel like it was such a, at least for me, like an influential piece of the music I got into and then wanting to pick up a guitar and actually yeah. start learning from there, which then led me into learning how to do vocals and yeah. stuff like that. Cause my mom got me my first guitar for a Christmas, maybe 09, 10, something yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, and I was just playing a lot. was getting lessons. I was self-taught for a while, yeah. just ultimate guitar yeah. all the day yeah, learning so. off of tabs. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did music class in high school, couldn't yeah. read music to save my life, yeah, So like I was like fucked. tabs and numbers. That Easy. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, fine yeah, for sure. me. And um, yeah, then that as well, I felt really helped further fuel my love for heavy music. Okay. Like, you know, I'd still spend a lot of time on mainly Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. songs because yeah. they're my favorite band of all time. Okay, but then, you know, you get a uh, Line 6 Amp for your birthday, yeah, yeah, <laughs> switch yeah. it over to Extreme, yeah. like think it's the greatest <laughs> guitar tone you've ever same. heard in your life. Yeah, yeah. And then I was learning bullet riffs. I was learning old Metallica riffs. Fuck and yeah. Trying to figure out how to sweep pick and everything like that, which I never got down personally. (laughs) I practiced that for hours, man. But sweeping, I could never get there. It's so
0: crazy. And then when I see someone do it, it looks so easy. I'm like, how? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to my brain that your fingers do that. Yeah. With like such a slow... Other hand movement? Yeah. In insane. like perfect
1: synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your right hand's just gliding on the yeah, strings yeah, yeah. and these other ones are moving. And I'm like... Yeah. Blah, blah, like <laughs> just yeah. terrible. So it became... like, like, And, and I guess I, I feel kind of lucky being able to be a vocalist in a yeah. band. Because even though I felt I was quite competent in... Learning other riffs um, and what other people have written, I can't write my own music yeah. to save my
0: life. There's like, a definite big gap in between, like playing other people's music and writing your own. I yeah. think you have to start from a young age to like get out all that. I'm gonna copy what I've seen in other songs to be creatively free later on. Without a doubt,
1: yeah. without a doubt, and like yeah, I I really struggled with that aspect of it, and then. I guess as a kid as well, like, I always li- I liked reading, I liked poems and things like yeah. that, so I'd have my own, like, just in my own time, an outlet for, like, I liked writing, I'd yeah. like write a poem, or I'd just write short stories and yeah. stuff like that, and I'm like, cool, this is actually a transferable skill that yeah, I'd be able to take over into vocals, yeah. something I feel like I don't struggle with, even though, you know, I just wrote angsty 17 year yeah. old <laughs> lyrics as we all did Yeah. um so yeah having that made me uh I guess transitioning yeah into a vocalist role a lot more comfortable because if I said to a band like oh yeah I play guitar like is there a spot open yeah, yeah, and I played yeah. with them yeah they'd be like cool what can you write yeah and I'd yeah. just sit there like yeah nothing <laughs> man you could put a gun to my head and i'd probably just start accidentally like copying an avenge yeah, yeah. riff with without knowing picking
0: yeah picking <laughs> five seven eight just a parkway riff <laughs> okay. probably So good, i still write like that now my yeah like two three and open i'm like that's heavy <laughs> well man it's a working formula <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, bands yeah. have made a lot of like yeah,
1: hits yeah. and everything off of being able to write simple stuff but yeah, it wasn't for me. And then was with my Gold Coast band for, I think we were together maybe two years, so nothing major. Yeah. But did have a lot of fun while we okay. did it. Yeah. Um, and then that further allowed me to embed myself into the scene, I guess. We didn't play in Brisbane too much, yeah. but from the gigs that we did or from people coming through, that then formed friendships for me that I feel were vital to keeping me around in the music scene okay. after that band broke up in 2014. Okay. I well, yeah, joined season in 2017, okay. season unending. Yeah. So there was a big gap of yeah, yeah. me not doing anything uh, musically, publicly. Like I'd make yeah, yeah. covers, you know, okay, here and yeah, there yeah. just to keep myself busy. Yeah.
0: So the passion didn't die off? I wouldn't say so. Like
1: yeah. there were times I could speak with people like, oh, we should start a band. Oh, yeah, we should yeah, do yeah. this. And like nothing just ever materialized, yeah, yeah, like yeah. let alone even a prac or something. Yeah, yeah. So I always had that want to, to be able to get back into it. Yeah. But um, it just didn't have the means, didn't have an opportunity. Yeah. And then, yeah, early 2017, I want to say, um, season unending were looking for a vocalist. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd seen them a couple of times yeah, live. Yeah. I listened to their music and, like, I liked it. Um, I, I wasn't, like, completely sold on, like, gent kind of yeah, stuff yeah. at the time yet. Yeah. I was my very 4-4, four, four, straight, yeah. open, yeah. couple of frets, riffs yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. like that, nothing intense. So then... Brought in all this, like, syncopation stuff, some, like, interesting clean sections scattered yeah, yeah. about. And I was like, I could give this a go. Yeah. Like, having the time between bands, I guess, when I was just in a stock standard metalcore band yeah. in my late teens, I guess my learning and my development as a vocalist was very, like, tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, no, yeah. like, I'm just sounding this way. I'm yeah. just going to keep trying to improve my high screams, my lows, and, and that's it. That's all I've got to do. Yeah. And then still having the passion to want to be a better vocalist whilst not in a band, but not having a particular way I had to write. Like, I found myself practicing clean vocals more and, like, more different styles of, like, maybe that architectsy like pitched screens and things like that. So once I joined Season, I just had this, like, whole new arsenal of vocals that I did not used to use, so... Having those available for now, a new kind of musical genre in that Gent metalcore yeah, crossover yeah. kind of thing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So I'm thankful as much as I missed being in a band for those three odd years. Yeah. It, it was very vital to me being able to, I guess, produce stuff that I was really proud of yeah, when I was a part work of season. on
0: your vocals to get to a band like that. Yeah. Because if you didn't do that, you probably wouldn't have been like, well, I can competently take that on. Yeah. And, do that the way they need it done because exactly. they're a very particular band yeah so even now like I haven't heard a whole lot of what they're doing now with their new lineup but they're still very particular and specific to what they do it's not like everything everybody else does the baby alpha wolf stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know
1: what you're saying yeah. at that how like I feel it, it was good of them I guess to go on the direction that they were in because I think We've had Australian bands over the years where they get quite big. Yeah. um, Everyone jumps on that sort of sound. I feel like yeah. the first ones that I have memories of was North Lane. Yeah. They did that, and that's kind of when a lot of bands started to get that yeah. uh, sprinkle some genty sort of stuff, yeah. more and ambient. And the
0: cleans, and yeah, just like the big sound yeah. as well. And
1: I, it was real good, you know, because people were like, oh shit, like we don't have to write stock standard metalcore yeah. anymore. Yeah. Really like flesh things out. And now, and I don't mean it in a bad way at all, yeah. like, the, the Baby Alpha Wolf yeah. <laughs> comment <laughs> yeah, is like, it's totally apropos. Because yeah,
0: yeah. it's they're, they're the new North Lane, they're the new yeah. band that everybody wants to be, Yeah, because and they're doing what they're doing. Understandably so. So successful. They're killing it yeah. right now, you know, like, yeah. they've
1: produced a sound that, you know, might have been around from bands like, yeah, just Sworn In or whatever it yeah, may yeah. be from a couple yeah. of years ago, Alpha Wolf, are uh, fine-tuning it yeah. so it's definitively Alpha Wolf you yeah, know yeah, you can yeah. listen to one of their songs and go that's Alpha Wolf, that's them yeah, for yeah. sure and now it's just again not a bad thing it's just the way the cookie crumbles yeah. there are other bands that are trying to emulate that success to yeah. a way so they're allowed to do that yeah. absolutely 100%. and then I just think as those bands mature as musicians they'll go cool now we'll be able to fine-tune yeah, yeah. What the things that doing. we want to do yeah. take those influences from elsewhere and I, I do feel as though the last couple of years, um, I think the Australian heavy scenes in some pretty good hands yeah, at the moment. definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, there's some killer bands coming mm-hmm. up as long as Al, as well as Alf Wolf, like Gravemind and <sighs> Justice for the Damned and, like, those bands are just killing it yeah. right now. Yeah, Polaris shooting yeah, into the stratosphere yeah, right now.
1: Yeah. But, like, yeah, going off the bands that you'd said, like, I, I was going to mention Gravemind yeah, <laughs> myself. Yeah, like, yeah. they... They're on another level, yeah. like terms, I don't even want to call them a local band anymore. No. You know, yeah. like the, I don't think you can. yeah, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. level of success, success they're pulling and like, have you seen them live before or recently? Uh, no, not recently. Yeah, like they are. They've just stepped it up, yeah. the huge game. And yeah. like, I don't want to blow smoke up their ass because uh, I'm mates with them. <laughs> like, really good yeah. dudes. I actually got to um drive them on okay. like one of their one of their first like interstate travels and things like that and I was just like oh my god these guys are so nice and then like my housemate at the time actually played Gravemind almost religiously and I was like oh dude like I'm driving Gravemind so what what that's not fair like you don't even listen to them what do you mean and then I saw them live and I was like okay like killer band and watching their progression over the past it'd be almost four years now from like that where I don't want to say stereotypical deathcore band, but more just in that deathcore genre yeah, yeah. to evolving now to, I'm not going to name a genre because I'll probably get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. How they want to be classified, but it's, it's incredible now. Like I've seen them three times this year, I think. Okay. Um, and they're just really out of like, you can see them and go, Oh yeah. Like that's incredible. And see like another, maybe like a strong other local band or maybe even an interstate act. And there's yeah, yeah. just, there's a huge gap in quality that they're able to bring. And we're getting that with a lot of Australian bands, like where I'm going to gigs and I'm getting the feelings that I'm feeling when I go to see Parkway, when I go to see Bring Me The Horizon, even though it's not a huge stage show. Like my blood's pumping. (laughs) Like I'm just so into it. Getting lost in the music, you know, whereas at 17, 20, whenever it may be. I'd like be watching local bands and yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I'll have a little mosh, you know, and yeah, just yeah. like, because cool, it's a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just getting like 30-minute sets where I am I feel so engaged from yeah, the music yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah. So Australia is in a good place. Yeah. And Europeans love Australian bands as yeah. well. So <laughs> yeah. once these borders open back up and we get to some kind of normal thing, I think that's going to give wicked opportunities for, like I think... But like, did have a tour plan. Yeah, it
0: was, like, it was, like, insane mm-hmm. to see. And then Justice for the Damned got a Kublai Khan and yep. I.M.T.X. tour. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been that stupid. Yeah, album.
1: that's, like, a couple of body bags each yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Definitely. And then, like, you know, yeah, they've they've got their big opportunities. I think Gravemind had a Europe tour yeah. planned as well. It might have been with Fit for a King oh, off the top of crazy, my memory. yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of bands that will be able to get cool opportunities like that. Like, um, another one mentions Pride Lands, another great Melbourne band just got signed to resist or rise, (laughs) get either mixed up, but that's going to blow the door open for them for opportunities. So I feel like it it, COVID had its silver lining, I guess, even though shows couldn't take place we couldn't have everyone getting together and stuff from an artistic and creative standpoint for bands especially yeah. it gave them chances to write really good yeah, music yeah. Yeah. to reflect on the state of the world and be like cool how are we gonna portray that through art yeah. so now because of how the past 12 to 15 months have transpired like i think we're just sitting on a little hot pot yeah. of like bands are yeah. cool once it's all ready to go again Just explode. They're going to be getting out there. And I think eyes are really going to come to Australia once we can get that going. Which would
0: be sick because there's so many underrated bands to come from Australia, especially Brisbane. And then they just don't get the attention elsewhere. Like the Gift Horse is one of my favourite bands of all time. Just like insane. Like not even like a crazy, like heavy band, just like good music that like hits somewhere else. Good. Yeah, it's like crazy, but they're not around anymore. And like... Thinking about it now, like, they should have been way bigger than what they were. Like, they should have been on the level of, like, Amity and Buried and Verona back in those days, but they weren't, and they really should have been. So, So had they they been around for a while? Uh, they were around for, like, a fair while. Their vocalist, um, ended up committing suicide a couple of years ago. Ah, tragic. Yeah, which is pretty hectic, but, um, Matt from Via Studios. Oh, Matt Back. Yeah, 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 he used to play guitar in them just before they broke up. Right. Yeah. And when I found out, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. I never got to see them live because I wasn't going to like local shows then. Like from your story to my story, it's like crazy different where you were going to shows from a younger age. And I think my first local band I ever saw was Vitals. Really? Being as an Ocean and Savior. Okay. They opened that show. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this band? Like they're crazy. And then I was like, oh, they're Vitals. Sick. Cool. And now Nick Huggins is like doing crazy stuff with the yeah. new band. So good. It's gnarly, man. Yeah. Like,
1: and, and it's weird going back to Matt, like how people in bands and stuff just slot into like little. Like, you know, from him going from the guitars and then now he's running Via Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And his guitar shop upstairs. It's the only yeah. place I take my guitar to. Yeah, he's a legend he's of a so dude. Good, yeah. Shout
1: out to Matt back at yep. Via Studios. <laughs> he's <like> a weapon.
0: <laughs> Great guy.
1: And then like. um... Sean from The Art Is Murder, like, I went to just, um, record, like, I had a chance to just, like, write some stuff with a friend okay. who, he's, he's a real good guitarist and yeah, makes his own music, and he hit me up end of 2019, early, early last year, maybe, yeah. um, just, oh, hey, do you want to do some vocals on a track? Like, yeah. I'm looking at Fiddling Around, I'm like, cool, hit up one of my friends for, it's a place called Sledgehammer Studios, okay, yeah. um, run by Dan Field, And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll pay for whatever. Like, I'll come in, just just, like, I wasn't like, it's nothing majorly serious where I've got to have this down. I just wanted to go work with some friends, you know, and just have a little bit of a chill vibe to it. And we get there, and Sean from Thy Art is Murder is like, also like a co owner or has a part in that suit. And I'm just like, what <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what do you like do you know who you are <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm just trying to sit there like okay just like act fucking normal and yeah. like let us in have it all set up and I'm like okay sweet like you know these people who do do like such great things yeah. they are totally normal people yeah, that have yeah. their side hustles yeah and it's cool I guess to have that um because then you, you know you're with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Matt's yeah. been doing his shit for ages yeah. now, so yeah, yeah. you're in good hands. If you need yeah. a guitar service, Just need to him ask him about yeah, things, yeah. and he's got that knowledge. And yeah. then me, then going into this studio, I'm like, oh, because Sean has this affiliation with it, like, I'm obviously going to be using good gear. Like, yeah. I'm going to be using this, that, and the other, yeah. and I felt confident in yeah, being definitely. able to pull something out of yeah. it. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, actually going... Back to earlier in the conversation, um, my guitar teacher at school, he had his own studio down on the Gold Coast and he was recording bands like... Um, how am I forgetting this now? When I, I tell this story all the time. <laughs> to ten- recording bands like Carnival and okay, whoa. and like Dead Letter Circus and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now he's the guitarist for Dead Letter Circus. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I just look back on that and I'm like, man, this guy like taught me how to play guitar. Yeah, like that's It's crazy. so, so weird. Yeah. He was always super talented, like, I thought I was fine for being a self-taught guitarist for a little (laughs) bit, and then he's like, no, here's, like some good picking techniques, here's some, like, ways to write riffs, and here's better ways to play songs that you already know, and he's
0: like, wow, like, the world's
1: so small, Yeah. the world is so small, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: like, um, when I was playing drums, similar to that sort of vibe, going in and being like, just looking at, like, drum stuff, and then, the guy that was like the drum guy for this music shop in Nambour called Shake It Up Music would just come over and I was like, oh yeah, cool man, yeah. And then I realised it was Ryan from Signal Firing Squad. (laughs) (laughs) No way. And I was like... When I, when I like it finally clicked I was like what the fuck mate, <laughs> are you doing here yeah. yeah and now like I go in and he calls me Muffin Pumper and all this shit <laughs> <laughs> he's just like an absolute legend in here and I just have like these weird conversations that like sort of go nowhere that is a <laughs> wicked nickname <laughs> yeah. how
1: did excuse me for how did <laughs> you get the nickname Muffin Pumper <laughs> uh, I walked
0: in to buy like I think like guitar leads or something and he was like oh man can you just run down to Coles and get me a muffin and I was like <laughs> I was I was like nah man and he's like i just really want some muffins i was like yeah man just sit here and pump muffins all day and he's like you are the muffin pumper and i was like that's pretty hectic <laughs> like i don't know how to respond to muffin pumper as a sentence yeah <laughs> no, so i'll just take it as a niche. yeah I'm like, all right cool i am muffin pumper
1: look what? man there's, there's worse things to pump than muffins like yeah. I, i'd pump a muffin it's
0: <laughs> well. so sick holy cow sick so that's like your whole deal in music from the beginning to like sort of now. Yeah, that's like cool. I'd say
1: covering up to like the season side of things at yeah. least. Um, it was funny because as soon as I actually joined, um, season unending, about a month later they were go. Oh, I say tour more like an interstateser yeah. for four or five shows okay. down yeah. in like yeah. New South Wales. Yeah. Um. So I'd gotten into there. I was with the band for a year and a half, and then I was getting to the point where like. The more serious you try to get into a band, the more it, it takes up your time, yeah. the more money you have to invest yeah, into yeah. it, the more thought and process you have to put into, like, looking past, oh, I'm writing music to my friends, yeah. into, like, how do we for now turn masses. this into yeah. a business? Yeah. You know, like, how are we trying to make the band self-sustainable, yeah. I guess is the word I'm looking yeah. for there. Um, so, yeah, it was weighing down on me, and I, was, and, and I could feel myself, like, have writer's block or lyrics I wrote I didn't like, vocals yeah. I was writing for songs I didn't like. And yeah. I was just like and then now when I had to write lyrics, when I had to write vocals or even go record, yeah. like it became an effort. Yeah. Became a chore and like I just stopped enjoying it. And yeah. I'm like, man, I kind of want to gap out now because I don't want to grow a, a resentment towards my friends. Yeah. I don't want to grow a resentment towards music as a whole because, yeah. like, I still now th- am thankful that I did that because I'll yeah. still go to local shows. I'll yeah. still hang out with my mates from the scene and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, just the time had come for it. But because of all of the bands that we've been speaking about previously, yeah. the how Australia and everything on our side of the world is still doing so well musically, um, it still feels great to still go to shows, still be involved in all that kind of stuff as well. Cause I also had tried like, like I'd done a bit of music journalism as well. Like that's kind of kept me in and around the scene. Um, do you remember? I probably had your band
0: back in the day. I think a lot of people from (laughs)
1: Australia might've like, if anyone's listening to that, might've just vomited in their mouth a little bit. (laughs) Just go, Oh, those, that group of absolute morons from the internet. Um, my old bands, we got flamed by them for yeah. a release. And, like, you know, I think a lot of bands... The, the thing that they were trying to present, like, they were obviously going to take the piss out of a lot of people yeah, that yeah. were doing it. And we were just like, okay, let's not get offended by it. Let's try and find constructive feedback, if there is any, yeah. <laughs> from these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at least still work to do it. But they put a lot of people off of, I guess, their style of writing. Whereas, like, you know, internet trolls and things like that. Yeah. People with a sense of humour still found it quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I just got talking to a couple of them or they had a, sorry, they had a Facebook group yeah. that was literally just like people just, just ragging on each other. Shit yeah. Bands, yeah, yeah, Literally the yeah. entire purpose of that group was just to rag on yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. So we'd done that kind of stuff. I was talking to a couple of the boys that were in there and they're like, hey man, some of the stuff, <laughs> some of the negative stuff you say yeah. about bands is actually like kind of funny. Do you yeah. want to write for us? And I was like, oh okay, cool, because, again, it comes into me, like, I like writing as I was younger, like, whether it had been short stories or buddy poems or whatever it may be, and then when I was doing music in high school, um, doing, like, constructive pieces, like, pieces on pieces of music, um, it it all kind of fell into play, and I was like, okay, I feel at least, like, somewhat qualified to constructively criticize a band as well as try to throw a little bit of sense of humor in there, kind of thing, so that had... That had kind of branched into its own thing. Like, that group has honestly been through a lot of iterations. Like, for whatever reason, someone reports a group, it gets shut down. Cool, make another one. And then it filters off. And admittedly, like, there are still remnants of that group. Yeah. We still have a Facebook group (laughs) that we keep in touch with, which is so weird to think about because that's seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't know that it all started. And now by having that, like I had started to do music journalism a couple of years ago again for a publication behind the scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just got reached out to them one time cause they were trying to kick things up and get it going. And yeah. someone said, Hey, you, write for I probably hate your band. Like, would you be interested in writing for us as well? And I thought, Oh, okay, cool. Like that's sweet. And then that's just furthering me. I know I'm like tangenting no, so it's, far it's cool here. Yeah, no, that's sick. That's <laughs> it's cool. like, um, furthering how, furthering ways for me to stay within the music scene like yeah. I, I started off doing reviews and I was like hey look can I do interviews or like yeah you know try this that or the other and then you know next thing you know you might be getting a cheeky door spot to like gigs (laughs) here and there and that's that's when you feel like you've made it like there's a show on that you don't have to pay for yeah or then you know like I got to interview um satchel from steel panther oh sick and that's like that blows
0: my mind I have a signed steel panther drum head over there no way with a kangaroo unicorn on it (laughs) Was that their idea? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. they're out there. It was so good. It was their last tour here where they did their set and then they did a covers set of like eighties songs. It was so good. They came out and um Michael Starr came out doing an Ozzy Osbourne impression. And he like wet his hair and put on like a black sweater and pretended he was like all fucked up. It was <laughs> yeah, so, it was yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. yeah, and then like just being
1: able to do stuff like that is just mind-blowing and like i feel as though there's always going to be a part of me that will stay in the music scene for the rest of my life yeah because like uh, not that you can owe so much to like a music scene like let's say but i just feel so like indebted to it for it's given me so many wonderful opportunities like i've made lifelong friends across the entire country yeah yeah. like how could i not want to still be a part of it you know and i know over the years as well there's always the talk of oh it's such a toxic scene or you it, know there's this can and the be. other yeah yeah it absolutely can yeah, yeah. be there's crappy people out there that are gonna make you feel like yeah. crap or try to bring you down to that level and yeah. stuff and it's like cool steer clear of them yeah yeah
0: like those people are everywhere yeah right? for yeah. every yeah no matter where you go yeah, it's in music yeah. it's in wrestling it's yep. in hospitality yep. it's
1: in all of it yeah, so. Yeah. I just feel it's conducive to your own sanity and your own enjoyments. Cause I think for like every one toxic person, yeah. there's like five of like the best people yeah, yeah. that you'll ever meet in your life. Definitely. You know? 100%. So whilst I see it from their perspective, it just makes me go like, man, cool. Find new friends in the music yeah, scene. Go definitely. find other people that you will hang out with yeah. and start enjoying it. Yeah. Cause once you can start enjoying gigs and everything yeah. like that, it's way better than just hating it and ragging on it yeah, all the time. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> 100%. I, I agree completely. Like, um, where I was at in my old band, it was like, we're sort of around these bands that were just like nitpicking each other all the time, mm-hmm. constantly, and I just was like, I'm going to come to shows, play, leave. I'm going to go home. I don't need to be around this shit. And yeah. then since coming back into it with what I'm doing now, I've met like heaps of cool people that like are mm-hmm. down to have a chat and even doing this podcast, like the goal is to surround myself with those people that are constructive and want to build people up so everybody does well not just them
1: good man yeah. and then as well i guess going back to how we were saying how how we've got like this good crop of australian bands coming through as well yeah. i feel like they're filled with nice people yeah too where yeah. it is like a, hey we make the scene better everyone benefits yeah. whereas you're right i think it might have been a bit more of a self-centered yeah attitude towards yeah. it all 10 years ago where it's yeah. like oh we'll make our band better and that'll make the scene better or something like that whereas now things just seem a lot more collaborative like the bands that I'm into and are lucky enough to be friends with it's just like yeah these are the great people that now I get to surround myself and spend time with when I go to shows you know like it's it's not I don't want to say it's not too difficult because like it can be hard making new friends and I guess dropping old habits if you're used to being around toxic environments but the opportunity is absolutely there. Yeah, like you know, go talk to a band after you've seen them and say like, yeah. "Oh man, hey, great set." Next thing you know, you guys might have a ten minute chat
0: about yeah, yeah. anime
1: yeah, or something definitely. like that, yeah. and they're going to remember you next time you come. So. Yeah, yeah. That's just going to give you better vibes when you go to shows, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and
0: there's a difference between that was a really good set and the classic slap on the back, hey man, good set. Yeah. As a like little dig, and then you're like, oh, why are you going to be like that? Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I feel there's a lot more genuine people yeah, yeah, nowadays, definitely. which yeah. is really appreciative. It's and the ones really, that really, aren't really are probably going
0: to get figured out and mm. dropped off.
1: And I feel like that has happened yeah, yeah. over the past few years. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of times of people who... I don't want to say didn't belong, but maybe had that negative impact on the scene of slowly been filtered out and like maybe there's still some sticking around, but it it feels more like a community nowadays.
0: Yeah, which I think it needs to be because Brisbane died so hard at one point in comparison to Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, where it was like, all the shows that were going on were exclusively Brightside Crowbar. Numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah. it became
1: really saturated, you yeah. know, man. Like, because yeah. I'd played a couple of Brighty and Crowey shows yeah, yeah. Like, back in the day too. And yeah. one of the Brightside shows we did, I think three to five people. And that's that was a regular thing. But then they'd
0: put on the emo nights and everyone would be outside and the band inside was getting nobody. Yeah. And then they
1: come in when all the bands have finished so they can, you know, listen to Panic at the Disco until three A. M. in the morning. Which I get. I like doing that too. But um now, you know, show attendance is up more and I think that's because there is more of a community vibe where it's like, hey, even as fans we can have relationships as friends with these bands that are playing cool I'm going to bring my friends along and then like every the vibes are just so much better yeah like I feel as though you're more inclined to have a good time when you're watching your mates do their thing yeah definitely you know it's everyone really going and you know you don't want to have a a 30 minutes break break whilst fans are playing (laughs) anymore so you just go and have a couple of drinks maybe if that's your thing yeah have fun with your mates and then watch your mates yeah, do their yeah. thing as yeah.
0: well. So it's it's coming together really nicely. In yeah, Brooklyn. which is great. And then seeing like Deadlights, She Cries Wolf, sell out Triffid. I is was like
1: furious. Insane. I couldn't go to that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was crazy because it was like just a bright side show and then they were like, we're moving it. To Trifford, I was yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Straight up. And then checked the capacity on those venues like a week ago, and Brightside's like five hundred and eighty or something. Mm-hmm. Trifford's like three thousand five hundred. I it's was like, ridiculous, "What hey. the fuck?"
1: Like, and because yeah, I'd had my ticket for that show for a while, yeah. And then um, like uh, uh like doing my wrestling stuff nowadays yeah. as well. I hadn't. I realized the week of, I was like, "Oh my god, we have a show." Oh on that night <laughs> yeah. so I was just like oh, you can't miss the show
0: man yeah, yeah I know especially like it was
1: our first show back okay, after yeah, yeah. COVID and yeah. everything so I'm like I 100% can't miss this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah I remember as soon as it had finished I was like just trying to help with packing out stuff and I was like sweet I'm gonna fang it to Brisbane <laughs> yeah, right now yeah. but didn't make it in yeah, time God. but just like I was lucky enough like um, ended up seeing a couple of the She Cries and Deadlights boys, yeah, yeah. um, at a bar. They're like, yeah, just come say hey, you know, and yeah, have a chat. Boy. And I was seeing videos from the show and yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this is, <laughs> this is insane, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's so good to ag- see,
0: like, the scene get healthy. Yeah, yeah.
1: And again, how we said, like, how I don't feel like we can call Gravemind a local band anymore. Yeah. I think, like, She Cries and Deadlights are on the precipice of yeah, that as Dead well. Deadlights definitely. Yeah. Deadlights are a top tier band. Yeah. I'm like, it try. actually blows my mind yeah, that yeah. they aren't just absolutely everywhere, everywhere, yeah. everywhere yeah. now. So hopefully with the new album being out for like a week and a bit now, hopefully that just continues on and up yeah. traction because they are hardworking boys producing yeah. some of Aussie's best music, no doubt. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I can't speak highly enough yeah. of them. I've been waiting for a new Deadlights album yeah. <laughs> for so long. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that, saw, as many people yeah, have. Yeah,
0: I saw them last, um, just before COVID, I went to uh, Kubla Khan and Straight From The Path with Deadlights, yeah. it was so fucking good, and yeah. they, they like crushed. they were so tight, and then I watched Kubla Khan, and I was like, I'm done for tonight, I didn't even watch Stray. I was like, I saw the hammer, and I saw someone get king hit, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I've had enough of an enjoyable yeah. night. Yeah, it was know. sick. Was that a Venom Pro show?
1: It was a Venom Pro sick. wrestling show, um, yeah, so. We'll
0: get into that now, because this is... Good little (laughs) segment. We've gone from one specialty (laughs) to another.
1: Uh, I got two wrestling marks over here now as well. But um, yeah, I've been doing wrestling for around about two and a half years now. A lot of training. um, And then kind of literally only this year I've started having matches and actually being on shows. It doesn't take that long for everyone to get into it. I'm a bit of a slow learner (laughs) myself. But um, yeah, like being able to have that as a new creative outlet. Again, despite like... I have such an intrinsic desire to like perform or be in front of people and be on a stage. I think
0: there's definitely a a certain breed of people that are like that and they all seem to enjoy the same sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. And the metal to wrestling crossover is so good, especially independent wrestling. (sighs) Yeah.
1: legit man and then like you know you hear about things like um, Andy Williams from hundred, Every Time I Die fucking butcher yeah <laughs> that, I, I kid you not I was just listening to the butcher and the blade <laughs> on Talk is Jericho yeah, on my drive it's so here good.
0: it's so good I'm so stoked that Pepper Parks has finally got a gig yeah man long term a it's good so gig sick. Yeah, like and really they were rad. talking
1: about that like of Pepper doing it for so, as long as yeah, it's done so long yeah. and then just finally captures a big break, yeah. you know? On like a
0: lower level than like other people, like the Ring of Honor guys in like 2005 and stuff. Mm-hmm. You never heard about Pepper Parks then. No. And he was just like crushing it. Man, like, I'm pretty sure I hadn't even like heard the
1: name until yeah. he was like signed <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, you I know? heard about him
0: like when he went to Impact as Braxton Sutter, mm-hmm. but then that was about it. Like then he left and then I just saw him pop up with Andy and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. But that's Andy from Every Time I Die. That's pretty sick. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I
1: was showing a mate, like, something once, and he's a really big Every Time I Die fan. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the rest I'm watching. He's like, that's fucking Andy Williams. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And I was like, oh. And then, like, I knew Every Time I Die, but yeah. I'm not, like, I don't know, yeah, like, all yeah. the names and everything yeah. like that. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, as you said, there is... A, there's a really common crossover between yeah. wrestling crowds and metalcore crowds yeah. or just metal heavy music in yeah. general, you know, like there's so many people who, when I'd go to local shows, um, a couple years ago when I was in season, yeah. would always talk about wrestling, yeah. rock up the shows, two sweet each other, yeah. like, you know, talk about whatever pay-per-view happened on yeah. the last weekend. Yeah. So it, it, you're right. Like a lot, and then a lot of people that I wrestle with, like there's some that are previously in dance yeah. or that do go to local shows, yeah, yeah. listen to heavy music as well, yeah. and um, it's cool having that crossover. Yeah. And to, to dive, I guess, into it with the fun stuff that Venom is doing at the yeah. moment, I know that a
0: show coming up with a crossover. Of exactly. Time, which exactly. Is great to see.
1: it's perfect. Like um, the I, I know as well. Actually, for, this was again for a while, probably for the past two years. Um, we'd always talked about like I'd had friends like oh man I wish we could have a show of hardcore bands of metalcore bands and like have wrestling between sets and and sets between matches and everything like that and it always seemed like a pipe dream like I'm sure maybe there's places over in America Uh, and
0: I think Blackcraft Cult had their promotion yeah and they had a couple of bands play there cool yeah because cool. yeah it's they go hand in hand Yeah, like they just totally easily. go
1: together yeah. like it's live music vibe. brings that energy yeah. live wrestling brings es- the especially energy especially the
0: wrestling we probably watched as kids like the 2003 2002 like Ruthless Aggression era yeah. it was always like Limp Bizkit and yeah. Cold and like just heavy metal bands and yeah. you like didn't realise until Growing up that like it was implanted early to, yeah. listen, to, to listen to heavy music. Yeah.
1: Which is sick. It's yeah. been tailor-made for us and then like SmackDown versus Raw soundtracks as Mega well. Megadeth and shit on some it. Some of the best... <laughs> Three Days Grace. Yeah. Like yeah. some yeah. of the best gaming soundtracks of all time. And you know, it's always been sitting there that there did used to be actually a few years ago when I was in season. Did you ever go to the New Globe Theatre? Yeah, hundred
0: all the time. We yeah. played so many shows there. Yeah. And I used to watch wrestling there. I think I watched um Rip Riley and Tim Cade in a hardcore match. Yeah, man. And they're still kicking. And and Mark Davis. Yeah, true. I have a Mark Davis shirt and he high-fived the shit out of me so hard. I thought I broke my hand. And then he moved to England and was doing Aussie Open with Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, that's so sick. Yeah, dude.
1: And like, because it used to happen all the time where they had the room where bands would be playing on their side. And then there's wrestling going on in another room. room. Yeah, yeah. And it, it surprises me, as you said, there have been other places that have done it, but I'm yeah. like, Why haven't we done this in Brisbane yeah, sooner? Yeah, like it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So a couple of months ago, um, my promoter he had said he's like, because he knows that I'm from the music scene yeah. and from Brisbane and everything like that. Because Venom Pro Wrestling is based out of Yatla, yeah, um, you know, about 40 minutes from the city, yeah, give yeah. or take. Yeah, and he said, Hey, we've managed to score a Brisbane gig. Um, I want to have bands playing as yeah, well that's with so it. Sick. Do you know any? Yeah. And I just oh, I got so <laughs> giddy, and
0: you picked the filthiest <laughs> <guy from Brisbane. laughs> I started giggling like a schoolgirl,
1: yeah. man. I'm like, This is like. I felt like it was tailor-made for me at least yeah. to have an opportunity to try and do something really cool that Brisbane has been missing. So yeah. when he put that in my hands, my, my first thought was a party. Yeah. Like They were without a doubt. I was like, yeah. they have a lot of their new stuff that's going to be coming yeah. up in a couple of months. Um, I love those boys as well. Yeah. And their manager, shout out to Sammy P. Um, huge wrestling fan as yeah. well. Yeah. So I'm like, I think if I pitch this to them... I reckon they'll be down. Yeah. And again, it's that style of music that's really well suited yeah. for it to go yeah. in with it as well. They have
0: like a theatrical sound without being a theatrical band. Yeah. Which is like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So
1: they, like when the feelers are put out there, they're like, oh yeah, no, that sounds cool. Keep yeah. us in the know, whatever. I'd done a Facebook status like asking for other bands and then again, making me think like, why haven't we done this earlier? Yeah. I had so many bands yeah. that were like oh my gosh bro yeah, yeah. this would be so cool the like,
0: crossover is like definitely there cause yeah. like, I feel like we all grew up around the same sort of stuff like people that are into heavy music and into wrestling just ended up in the same spots yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or crazy. at least
1: like you know within touching distance yeah, enough for each other spots, that it just yeah. takes one little thing for now these worlds to merge yeah, definitely. so uh, I had gotten a f- quite a few inquiries from people and then um, shout out to Old Town as well yeah. who reached out and I was like look the energy that old town brings to a live show and like that is perfectly set like to suit a wrestling environment as well so we got them on board um monsters up north was our promoters doing i I personally don't know too much about them but he's like cool i want to have these guys on the show said that's sweet that's fine um and yeah i'm I'm happy with the lineup there's a lot of people that are coming that are happy with the lineup as well so if it if all goes well, which hopefully it should do, yeah. like I can't see why it would be a flop of a show. Yeah, at the no, very least. Not, yeah, um, we're going to be able to consistently have wrestling and band shows, which will be going, sick. Yeah, yeah that'll at, be so good. At, um, and again, it's another place that I feel is overlooked from a, a venue perspective. The back room. The oh fuck,
0: man! The, you don't like the back room, or I'm, is this like I a, love the back room? Yeah, the last one I recorded was with my buddy Wade from Virtues, yeah. and he and I both agreed that that is one of the best venues in Brisbane but it's there's never shows there 15 minutes out of Brisbane and nobody wants to go there I know and it it's is like so come on funny. man yeah like it's attached, and like just that the whole
1: Chardon's Corner like it's a really nice yeah. venue yeah. like I played oh what was it I was in season and I cannot remember the name of the festival but it was like a full day long yeah, festival think, at Backroom I
0: think I remember seeing that yeah, it's yeah. like
1: She Cries with the headliner. Yeah. There were a couple of interstate bands who yeah, were playing, aparte yeah. were on it. Yeah.
0: And I went there and I thought, this place is bloody wicked. Yeah, it's so sick. The band yeah. room is huge. The green room is massive. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Oh, so I wasn't in a high good. enough band to be able to My, go in the it's green room. so good.
1: But, um... Yeah. And the sound, the so, sound really yeah. stood out to me. Yeah. I was like, man, some of the bands I'm seeing play sound the best yeah. that I've seen them yeah. in the live setting. And
0: it's a huge space and you get the barriers. So you feel like you're a real musician, yeah. kinds, which is excellent. Legitimately yeah. <laughs> plenty
1: of space to pit and everything yeah. like that. So yeah, I'm really excited for like, at least, you know, to have a solid helping hand and trying yeah. to put that together, yeah. have it go well. And then it will. Could be going on every three months, See, and then cool. that can just be such a cool way for these two communities to come together. Yeah, yeah. I saw it as an opportunity for a lot of wrestling fans I know from, like whether it be that South Brisbane area or yeah. Gold Coast, that come to Venom shows. Yeah. If they make the travel to this one, hopefully they end up finding bands that they, they like, like that yeah. they haven't heard of before, because yeah. maybe they've only listened to Triple J or yeah. stuck to what's hot, like like Parkway Drive yeah, and Half yeah. Wolf and yeah. stuff. And it's like yo there's some high-level bands yeah. playing, like, on a local level yeah, yeah, that you're missing out on. Yeah. And on the contrast, like, there could be... Because, again, I said, I know that there's a lot of people in the heavy music scene that like wrestling, but, they but don't, don't go to they local don't like wrestling. like independent wrestling. No. Yeah, they
0: don't look past the two big promotions. Yeah, I'd say four big, because I like to include New Japan in there. Yeah, good on <laughs> you. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, but, yeah, so I don't think many normal... Wrestling fans look at an independent level, mm-hmm. look deep enough to find out who a Adam Brooks is or a Tim Kate or a Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Maybe. yeah.
1: And then again, it's how we were saying before how I feel as though there's a lot of bands that like have grown and developed and doing really well in Australia. Australia is on like a very yeah. big up yeah. in the I wrestling think, world at the moment. I
0: think it's a lot of people want to give people the chance to see what they could see in America in Australia. That's
1: it. Because yeah. as you said, we've got people like Brooksy. We've yep. got Slex, We've got yep. Tim K. Rip yep. Riley's amazing He's as well. He's incredible, yeah. People coming through down in Melbourne. Yep. Um, shout out to Edward Dusk again. He's a fantastic wrestler from down that way. But there's... Show, like, you know, whilst might not be able to compare it to like any dub and wrestling because of the vast production, everything yeah. they got, you're still getting really, really good yep. matches out yep. of that. And, you know, I didn't even really know that independent wrestling was a thing in Australia until I yeah. started
0: training. And yeah. I was like, wait a second, there's shows on the gold coast. Yeah. Like, there's two promotions in Brisbane right now. And then now. there's UPW and Sunshine Coast, which are more like a TV style, yeah. but still a good gateway for people to realize that it's in the area. Exactly. Yeah. And like, we've
1: got that now available to yeah. us and it's just for, for opportunities like Backroom Brawl, um, for being able to get it out there yeah. and for people to know about it. Cause now like, I uh, I don't want to toot their on because I wrestle for them and yeah. put me over, give me a championship. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm i loving the Venom product, especially yeah. starting from this year. Yeah. Like, it started to take much more of the storylines happening everywhere. Yeah. I'm getting engaged. I've had a couple of friends of mine that have um, come to their first shows. Yeah. Now they're consistently coming to That's every show. Fuck yeah. And like one group of them um, is friends with a couple of us. And yeah, they'd literally started just coming to support the boys That's and it, yeah. they are literally the rowdiest group at like, every yeah, show like, yeah. now. All you need, like, man. they have yeah. some drinks, they're so into it, yeah, yeah. like, and even the wrestlers out the back, they're like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where have they come yeah. from? And like, you know, I'll go back to theirs after a show and we hang out for a couple more yeah. drinks and stuff and they're like, yeah, dude, like, They're not, like, hamming it. Like, at first, it was just, like, cool, we'll go see MA But now they're, like, no. Like, wrestling is so much fun. Like, there's so much to it. And it's really easy to enjoy. And some of my other friends have been saying the same thing as well now. So it's just, like, I think you just got to give it a chance.
0: Yeah, it gets a bad rap, especially, like, when the F word comes up. Yeah, which, like, I've never been a fan of. And, like, when you tell people you're into they're like, oh, the fake stuff. And you're like, oh, hold the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Come on It's bro. Let's not, let's not go there. Yeah. We'll go, like, work, but not fake. we yeah. go there. And like, it's hard to
1: understand unless without you know, giving it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I can watch, like, literally any product. It doesn't matter if it's, like, Japanese or Deathmatch or Lucha Libre. Like, I watched J. White Tanahashi for the Never Openweight. Yeah. And there's just, like, 80% of the match was drag and screw leg whip. Yeah. And they just work leg the entire time. I think yeah. you need to, like, get into it and understand that it is just storytelling yeah. in a different way. Exactly. Because yeah. if you
1: go into it going, this is fake fighting. Yeah. If you're going into it expecting fights, like, a UFC style yeah. kind of thing, you know. it's Which like, you're you're can, not, you can get, yeah. but, like... You can't get your the shoot time. stuff, but yeah, like yeah. the, the art of pro wrestling is in the storytelling. Yeah. yeah. You know? And the,
0: the suspension of disbelief yeah. for like, even if it's just a second to like get somebody who's not normally into it to be like, Oh fuck, that looked pretty hectic. Yeah. And
1: yeah. then like, even I'm sure you probably get this sometimes too. Like for people who've been watching wrestling for as long as we have, yeah. like when my dis, when I suspend my belief, because yeah. like they're just telling that good of a story yeah. and they're wrestling so well that pulls me back and go, oh, that's right. Like, yeah. this is what wrestling's about. Yeah. So people, I just think, need to approach it with an open mind. And I've had people, like, be apprehensive at first. Because, yeah. you know, I had friends come over. Oh, I'm, I'm watching wrestling. Like, come yeah. down. And they're like, oh, yeah, that, I'm not really yeah, following yeah, yeah. it. And then after a couple of visits, they like, you know, they're oh, man, what are you watching? And then, yeah. like, they're sitting down and yeah. getting into it in their own way. Yeah. So it's it's a really weird world. But I think once you give it a chance, like, you're get these emotions and yeah. stuff that you can't get from places like UFC yeah, or yeah. boxing and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Definitely Cause... don't start with the Monday night Raw though. No, no. We'll <laughs> yeah. skip raw We'll yeah. show you a bit of SmackDown. Yeah, and probably some AW. AW is like where I'm at today's a uh, double or nothing. It's the first AW paper you have ever missed. I've watched literally all of them as they happen.
1: I literally made a joke to my group of because like I'm in a little like wrestling group on Facebook with interstate mates and stuff, and they um for like pretty much all pay per views we always have like comment threads like going along with it, yeah. And it was basically like just starting as I was leaving, okay. And I was like, yo, I'm this close to (laughs) canceling this freaking
0: podcast session because like they said it's hot, yeah. And like I um, watched like a highlight reel of like the first couple of matches and I was like this is fucking yeah insane. cause they're back to full crowd yeah yeah and apparently they, they... were on Friday yeah
1: actually yeah. sorry yeah. I did see that yeah and like yeah just in the comments they're so like yeah awesome Hangman Page and Cage was a banger oh, yeah. crowds like, losing their yeah. minds and I'm like I'm going to go get this done, and no. I'm going home no. and watching yeah, it. Yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. I looked at the results just before, I was like, oh, fuck, this looks like a good show. Yeah, yeah.
1: like, because I, uh, it's been hard at times lately. Like, I've been struggling with keeping up to date, yeah. either For with being, WWE being or within it,
0: it's definitely going to be a lot harder to keep up with everything going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: and then, like, you know, I'm trying, like, uh, there's a lot that goes into wrestling, you know. Ever since I started doing it, that encouraged me to, like, start working out more, Mm. eating well. Cause my first few training sessions, I was destroyed by the end of the day. And I'm like, cool, bro, you can play wrestler or like, you can start actually trying to get into that sort of thing. So now working full time and then trying to like make your own meals as well as staying on top of gym and everything like that. I'm just like, I don't have as much downtime as I would like to be able to watch it. So missing a lot of stuff that's been going on recently. I looked at the card today and I'm yeah. like, this is an it's immense, stacked. this is a crazy stacked, stacked card. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. like top to bottom, like, you know, even on pay-per-views, I could be like, oh, I, I could skip that Couldn't match, miss that one, yeah, really yeah. be. I'm on yeah. my, yeah. all of these matches, crazy. I'm pretty invested yeah, yeah. in. Definitely, like, yeah. I could definitely just sit down, watch it. Like, I don't want to look at the results because yeah, like, yeah. that's going to have me just go, oh, okay, shit, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. And just be really into it, yeah. so... I find that funny that we, yeah. we both had our <laughs> eyes on it and we yeah. were just like, damn, we're, we're going to skip it this day yeah, and we'll get to yeah. it. I'll probably watch it tomorrow or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Cool.
0: When did the crossover happen from music to training to be a wrestler? Yeah.
1: Um, so like I've done the whole, like it been in a band, quit a band and then actually shortly after, I think it was actually even around, I might've instantly transitioned to be honest, like okay. right at my tail end of season unending was when Super Showdown happened down okay. in Melbourne. Yeah.
0: And Buddy won the Cruiserweight.
1: I, I don't think I'm ever going to hear a pop like that in my life. I, did you go to the show or no, did you watch it?
0: I, I watched it, but I'm a huge Buddy fan from like in the beginning when he was doing jobs. I hate UFC. using the term
1: underrated, uh-huh. but Jesus, Definitely. he's that good. He's great. He he's is incredible. awesome. Incredible.
0: Yeah, just everything he does looks like it's fighting for his life. Yeah, yeah, does like it so crisp?
1: He's jacked, huge, like he's doing he's huge. doing cruiserweight stuff and yeah. looking like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. awesome.
0: It's so sick.
1: But um, yeah, like I'd done like a handful of shows around that time as well, and that's when it was starting to get embedded. Like, oh damn, this is kind of really starting to wear down on me. Yeah, went to Super Showdown and like just yeah having that many people in mcg and then definitively the buddy moment yeah. i i had chills i had goosebumps yeah. like i just couldn't believe it and i came back to the gold coast like holy crap an australian just won a wwe title the first Yuck. australian yeah. and that's a big goddamn yeah, deal yeah. man and, and now and bronson
0: we'll yeah jump.
1: now bronson's Don't a run. champ indy hartwell's yeah, yeah, nxt that. tag team yeah, champ
0: yeah, yeah. and then shane Thorne. Nichols, yeah, doing that stuff. I lost
1: TM61, man. Oh, man. TM61 were a great time, yeah. Team. underrated
0: as fuck. That match they had, uh, Dusty Classic Finals with Authors of Pain <laughs>
1: that was a wicked match with crazy. Ellering in the Shark yeah, Cage, yeah,
0: and, and Shane Thorne just doing that massive tope <laughs> was crazy,
1: like, and that stuff's awesome. And then, yeah. like, ever ever since then, you know, you started to see the development of like Brooksy and Slex getting signed yeah. to Ring of Honor, yeah. Um, the iconics. Yeah. Being the WWE Tag Team Champions, yeah, yeah. and then like recently, Steph Delanda, and Matty Wahlberg got yeah. signed. Yeah, over yeah. There. Um, and then
0: Robbie Eagles in New Japan, exactly. Gino Gambino, in New Japan, and yeah. then Fale from New Zealand and Hanare being doing...
1: the link from you know our little Oceania area to get into New Japan, yeah. and, like it's really on the up in Australia and from that night I was like damn like without I guess having the foresight of like okay there's about to be an Australian wrestling boom yeah. in my opinion Which since then nice. yeah, yeah. I, I think we're on the press yeah, yeah. I think we're sure. so so close yeah. to getting it and I was like cool I want to be a part of this like yeah. how can I do this and funnily enough um my girlfriend at the time She's like, oh, my brother in law, like, is a wrestler. Do so you oh. want me to see if I can ask him yeah, yeah. to like get you to train or something? I'm like, I can train like in yeah. Australia. <laughs> yeah, and, like yeah. that's actually a thing. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. And then yeah, had linked up with Venom Pro Wrestling um, and have been training ever since. And okay. then like even just yesterday, like got back from wrestling in a state down see. in like Port Macquarie yeah. with a bunch of our Venom boys. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's real funny because I know as he would said before, like there's. a a crossover between like wrestling and metal and we've all kind of grown up in similar ways the similarities are really very interesting too like just going into state to wrestle exactly like being on tour yeah you know you go in you perform (laughs) you say oh hey cool nice to meet you and that might start up your network for then playing a show back here in a couple of months time later in the year finish the show, go sleep on someone's floor, yeah. <laughs> eat Macca's five times yeah. <laughs> on yeah, the yeah, same yeah. road trip, yeah. you know? So it, it it's cool because transitioning into wrestling, I feel I, I, very serendipitous. I feel it mm. came at the right time. Yeah. Like even though maybe if I could have got, I do wish I got into it when I was younger, yeah. so I'd be more experienced yeah. than I am at the age of 26. So yeah. I'm like, nah. Clock's ticking down on me, man. (laughs) My knees are starting to get a little crunchy. Be the new
0: DDP. Start start late. Start
1: late. Hopefully, still get a good rub one day. Um, But yeah, I think having that experience of working in a band, especially from a performance aspect of like, you know, you're putting on a show for people and then how to interact in a professional manner because yeah. you've got to do that in a band as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Those are all very transferable skills over to wrestling that made yeah. it a lot easier than if I went in at age 20 and was just like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, yeah, I haven't got Put in the deep end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just definitely. dive in and I don't know how to talk with people my age. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how to maybe even take constructive feedback and without yeah. taking it as a personal attack yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like yeah. that. Whereas now I just feel comfortable people will talk to me like, oh, Hey, you know, this, that, and the other, or if there's any, you know, for lack of a better term, heat, or if people Mm -hmm. aren't getting along with the experiences I've had, um, like as a result of going through that, it's way easier to brush off. Whereas I feel like it could have affected me a lot more back then. So really thankful (laughs) to be able to, that's only going to benefit you in the long run,
0: really. Yeah. And like,
1: what I say it has a similar like performing aspect and makes me feel more comfortable going out in front of people. That's not to say I don't still feel like nervous well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. going out to oh, a match. and still yeah. like, Oh, this is like, whoa still like very new to me, very yeah. fresh for me. How's it going to go? But like, I feel as though having performed in front of people before, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I know at least how to work a crowd yeah. or get people hyped up yeah. and make them excited for stuff, you Yeah, know? And then being a vocalist as well. Like I've been told, I'm able to project really well. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, for selling or whether it be yeah, yeah. trying to talk some trash or something yeah. like that, I'm naturally just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As it is. If people are like, oh yeah, man, like at least people from the back can hear you yeah, and stuff yeah, like which that. Is so good. yeah, you've got to be able to... One of the advices that um, I've gotten from someone is like whether it be in your body language or in your verbal language that you're using in the ring, you're always performing to the people at the back. Because yeah. like people at the front they're probably going to be yeah, able to one, see and hear yeah, you yeah. but like if the people at the back can see and hear you then yeah. you're you're covering everybody yeah basically definitely. so you've got to be loud you've got to be really eccentric when yeah. you take moves and stuff like that so
0: so big yeah <laughs>
1: yeah this <laughs> is like oh this punch would have just broken through a brick yeah. wall <laughs> yeah, you know see. if it hit you sort of thing so yeah they having it both as like a crossover culture things that are similar to it and then being able to just
0: smoothly transition to wrestling like I'm really grateful for music in that regard as well Yeah, that's sick and what was the training like at Venom because I almost trained at UPW Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and then when I went there it was kind of like a weird experience and I was just like I don't know if like here is for me and then moved from the Sunshine Coast down to Brisbane and then lost time in like trying to start up other bands. So that never really worked out for me, but I was almost about to. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: How can you define weird? Like, um.
0: So when I went there, it was kind of like, I'd emailed, I went there under um Casey. Uh, he was, Casey Stewart? He used to be Echo and Ace Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. he recommended me there. He's like, for basics, that's probably your best place to go. And I was like, cool. And I'd already been to one of their shows accidentally. I was going to go to one in Brisbane at the New Globe and then ended up at a UPW show. Right. I don't know. They were running the same night in like two completely different Did you just like with... map the wrong address? I you're was, like, where I was am I? was in someone else's car and they're like, all right, we're going to the show. And then we went there and then I was like, oh yeah, cool. And then we watched and I was like, this is pretty sick. And then found out, um, the other one was happening in the new globe. And I was like, there's a guy called Combat Wombat. Like, <laughs> dude, Combat Wombat. Oh man, I love Combat Wombat. <laughs>
1: Such a good gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's so silly, but like just awesome. Just so
0: awesome. Yeah. So I went there accidentally and then found out there was the school there in, um, viewer so i went out there and I was kind of just like being told what to do like mm-hmm. not me and then he was like so we only work tv style and i was like okay like that's a bit interesting and then he was like so what did you do before this i was like, i used to play drums and he was like okay and how do you think that's going to relate to what we oh. do and i was like "Oh, like sort of like the same sort of putting on a show thing he's like right and i was like okay like so, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I don't think he is like where I should be. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: I guess that like comparatively, from a training standpoint, um, from for my first day, there's obviously the first day nerves. You yeah, know, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm jumping into an environment I don't know anyone. Yeah, I'm learning a new skill. Yeah. Like the odds are stacked against yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming into this sort of world, so that was definitely a bit nerve wracking, but. With, we call it the snake pit, Venom Pro Wrestling, yeah. snake, everyone getting yeah. together, really cool little alchemy there. Um, I always felt pretty comfortable, like, okay. going into it, and then I feel as well, over the past two and a bit years that I have been training, we've still got, like, even people who are performing on shows, they're still coming to training. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, Our, our yeah. rookies from back then, we're all starting to come through, we'll still attend training and yeah. stuff, and I don't mean to, like, blow smoke up my coach's ass, yeah. or up for um, the snake pit in general, but it's got, it's an incredible vibe, man. Like we've had new people come through and filter through, or we might have like a guest trainer come through and teach us if we've got a show on and something like that. And we've been told like, you guys have a really good family vibe going on here. Like it's, there's a massive lack of ego in a training session. Mm -hmm. And you know, our coach will, if we're going over basics and okay, someone's new, cool. Everyone here can do a headlock takedown. I'm going to spend five minutes sitting with this guy, with yep. this girl, explaining the mechanics, going yep. through it, giving them a couple of runs. And, you know, everyone's watching. Cool. You hit one for the first time. you yep. they've been trying for three minutes, we'll all applaud you. Yep. Like we, it's real inclusive. I feel like everyone
0: there, we, we all really want each other to succeed yeah. at so, this point. Now, so it's very similar to the music industry in Brisbane, where all the good people should be there lifting up new people. Yeah. Or each other to get like everybody to where they should be yeah and i
1: feel like that's a trait from the younger generation you know and i'm not talking shit on people who have like done music for a really long time and had that or people who have done wrestling for a really long time but nowadays i feel like people who are my age and younger like we're all so supportive of, like whether it be of strangers or people that you have known for a while we all do want each other to succeed yeah and um and from like a genuine place in our heart it's like cool man like, if I can do well, if you can do well, if we can all do yeah. well, that makes wrestling better for the fans. Yeah, yeah. And that's who it's about yeah. in the end. So there's no use ragging on people. Yeah. There's no use putting other people down and making them feel like crap because yeah. their arm drag sucked in a match or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, hey, maybe like try this next time. Or yeah. like just take this into consideration next time you want to do something like that. But I still want you to be the best wrestler you can be. Yeah. And like yeah, again, I don't want to blow up the smoke of like my own promotions ass but yeah. receiving because like I'd started to feel that way I'm like man we've got a really good group of people like yeah. I hope that can translate to others as well yeah. so when other people come through and said no second I walk through the door and like you know you guys are all laughing and joking around yeah. and then encouraging me to do better like yeah i felt comfortable from day one and i'm like yeah, good that's that's, it. that's yeah. what we want yeah. when interstate has come to perform on shows we want them to also feel welcome cool this yeah. is a really great place i'm gonna tell my other interstate yeah, yeah. friends about it now and we can just have a great wrestling network in australia yeah. you know because it's going to be counterproductive
0: yeah, if, if we don't gonna...
1: lift each other up yeah definitely. which is exactly the same as we were saying about music before yeah. like you said High tide rises all ships. Mm. Definitely.
0: I like that. I like
1: that. But that's exactly what it is, you know? Yeah.
0: Let's see. How did you get into wrestling in the very beginning? (laughs) Let's go. I love this
1: story, bro. It is still so distinctly embedded in my memory. Um, I was seven years old yep. watching, like, I'm pretty sure it was Channel Surfing at the yep. time. And the exact show was Raw Roulette. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I can't remember the date. Was this
0: the one with, uh, uh, no, I think it was later, Goldust and Regal. And they swapped clothes. Oh, potentially. So, uh, they dressed up as women, I think. And they, I think they had like a ballroom gown. Like, I vaguely remember this.
1: Something. And it's such a perfect <laughs> cute match to do because Regal... Perfect being such angled, like proper, incredibly
0: underrated. Yeah, dude, incredibly underrated.
1: He's amazing. Yeah, and then you've got obviously the eccentric Goddard who yeah. would in this gimmick match thrive and yeah, Regal yeah. being like,
0: oh, what the hell am I doing yeah, in this? Playing like... the perfect bad guy, but would have loved dressing up like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's a brilliant heel. Yeah. but it, it might have been that night. Yeah. I just know that my distinctive memory from it is when I was channel surfing, I saw Kane, okay. and I was like. What is this? Like, who the hell is yeah. that guy? Like, <laughs> this guy looks amazing. Yeah. And, um, I can't... I, like, it had kept me on it for a little while. And the match that ended up happening, like, uh, I believe Kane and Hurricane were champs at match. the time. Ed, uh, yeah. Christian
0: Jericho, Jeff Hardy, RVD, and Bubba and Spike. Yeah. yeah. Versus
1: Kane and Hurricane. Yeah. But, um, Hurricane got taken out earlier in the night. Yeah. So, I think Kane had to, like, do it single-handedly. Yes. Yeah. And I just watched this match, and seeing this monster of a man, yeah. like, demon mask-wearing yeah. guy. Like, he copped a lot of crap in that yeah, match. Yeah. I think he got, like, five-star frog splashed through a yeah, table. Probably, yeah, And then, just yeah. heat. Ends up still coming through and winning the match. Yeah. Kane was my favourite wrestler. Like, okay. from that single moment just for many, Kane. many years. That's very funny. I was like, this guy is my god, yeah, basically.
0: That's, that's so sick. And,
1: um, yeah, just from that instant fan innocent fan and then I even Mm -hmm. remember going to school like a couple of days later and I heard someone say like oh yeah and then like Kane Chokeslam and this guy I was like I watched that I watched that too like (laughs) hey so So it's just so weird that you know just small memories like something that small I can't remember anything like earlier than the age of 15 basically but that particular thing always stuck out to me and then as a result of it too I actually ended up being more of a Kane fan than I was an Undertaker fan that's fair for a long time that's fair yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not many people are like I've probably met like two other people yeah. who like no Kane was my boy Undertaker I the
0: people that froth Kane froth Kane heavily mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. oh yeah man Lens big very, red machine Lens for Lens sure one's very similar I was exactly the same channel surfing and it was Ric Flair and the Hurricane cutting promos this was <laughs> around the end of 2002 so I think Hurricane had just done like the with the Rock, yeah, Oh um, yeah, with the schoolboy, and then um, they were cutting promos back and forth, and I was like, "Who is this seventy-year-old man that is purple, like screaming?" And then he was bleeding, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I remember I was living with my mom at the time, and I like walked in, and I was like, "You don't understand. This old guy is like purple. He's yelling all the time. And he's bleeding everywhere." And she's like, "Go away," and I was like, "All right." And then, <laughs> I, I need <didn't> to tell someone <laughs> yeah. about this. I was like, "This guy's gonna die. It's crazy." But yeah so that was it for me around the same time Flair being a purple guy I
1: feel like that's such a good thing to drop into too. Yeah, yeah. like Hurricane has impeccable comedic timing yeah. and then Ric Flair's fucking Ric Flair yeah. so of course you're gonna be like whoa like yeah. straight <laughs> off the bat very engaged yeah, very yeah. into it, it. Was crazy like yeah and that's why as well I love Kane and Hurricane's the
0: team. dichotomy was yeah. so bad. and then Hurricane would always go for the choke slam, and not very often hit it
1: <laughs> it was like they, they worked together so yeah, well yeah. and I feel like it pulled off too because like Kane has incredible comedic yeah, timing. Yeah,
0: he's a perfect straight man. Kane yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then but then when he wants to be funny, he's like very funny. he's yeah, very yeah. funny. One of my yeah. favorite backstage segments was I think um Hulk Hogan, the rock and Kane had to yeah. tag together. Yeah. And he just wanders <laughs> yeah. back into yeah. there, like does his rock impression, yeah, yeah. does his Hulk impression yeah. and, it's and just, then just
0: straight back to normal. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then just like walks off and you're like
0: who is this guy? Yeah, like, what yeah. is he
1: doing? And he kept that going up until he was doing stuff with Daniel Bryan yeah, like a yeah. few years ago. Which was great. Yeah. It was like a
0: revival of his career completely. That was something of like,
1: this shouldn't work, but, but it's it working so, yeah. so well. Like, I think it was one of those happy accidents. Yeah, yeah,
0: especially with like the, at the time, the stigma on Daniel Bryan was he was too boring. Yeah. Because he was just wearing the maroon. Yeah. Re- with the regal gear. And, and like, just a really good technical yeah, wrestler. which like, I've f- still froth those danielson McGuinness matches and yeah. this stuff's so fucking good yeah dude yeah. I, there's
1: way more indie stuff that i need to get into yeah. from way back when because yeah grew up I, I didn't even know about like indie wrestling yeah, yeah. until I, I know like my first indie guy actually was john moxley
0: really yeah czw moxley yeah crazy yeah, yeah. Wow. so like, i
1: can't even remember how i'd like fallen upon it was yeah, czw yeah yeah, yeah. And i'm like oh this guy's like Quite crazy. Yeah. And I watched his promos, and I'm like, oh my God, Suck this guy's yeah. insane. And then yeah. I find out he's like Dean Ambrose in WWE, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, when I, okay, like, when whoa. When I jumped
0: back in, he had just signed to FCW. Yeah. So then I went back, and I was like, "Who?" because I didn't know about who he was. I knew about Ring of Honor, so I knew about like Punk and Cabana, Hero, Jimmy Rave, and all that shit. Yeah. And then I got back in, and Chris Hero, Claudio, Mox, and... Seth Rollins had just signed Yeah To WWE And I was like Who were these other guys I didn't know about And then that just like Opened everything back up And I was yeah. like Sammy Callahan oh, And man. I was just like Fuck me Yeah <laughs> Cause again like
1: Sammy was someone who Like Like again I wasn't familiar with his Indie yeah. stuff But He was Even when he just came to NXT For that little bit yeah. Like He was so engaging on camera yeah. And I'm like Okay this guy's like who is he sort yeah, of thing and, and now, now he's, he's a wild man. card yeah. and even then now. it was like
0: such a difference from the death machine he was doing like a couple of years before that because like mm. i jumped back in at the end of 2011 i got out for a bit
1: was he like a death or dresser he was well, a czw then? guy yeah him and yeah. box
0: were like switchblade conspiracy right and, CGW, and they'd cut like these crazy promos cool yeah i don't think they'd do like stuff like zandig and Drake Younger and all that crazy shit, like Sick Nick Mondo. Have you seen his documentary?
1: I feel as though that I did at least watch some of it, because like he was another person I just stumbled across, yeah, and yeah. then I was like, okay, I'm watching
0: his highlight. It right came now. out a couple of years ago. It's called The Trade. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's very good.
1: I might have not seen that documentary, yeah. but I feel like I'd watched something on YouTube that was like a lot of stuff about yeah, Sick yeah. Nick Mondo, because yeah. was he the guy who... Took the move like off the truck into the back of the Ute or no, the roof or whatever was it was. That was
0: Sandig and Joey Janela, right? Yeah. So it was Joey. Okay. Yeah. So before that, Sick Nick Mondo was like taking the whippersnipper to the stomach.
1: I think that was the thing that I saw, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" That's
0: in there, and it's like, "What the fuck?" Because
1: that's disgusting, man. Yeah. Like the blood sprays spray it, off yeah. him. Um, oh, I just
0: watched the Nick Gage Dark Side of the Ring as well. I haven't watched that yet. But man, it's so fucking nasty. Yeah. show like him going through the light tubes and like cutting under his armpit fuck it's brutal yeah cause I was uh, was it Nick Gage I was what I
1: was listening to a talkers Jericho thing the other day it wasn't Nick Gage sorry but yeah, it was it was the
0: deathmatch one he did the other week yeah
1: yeah, yeah pretty recently and just like yeah, some of the injuries that these guys talk yeah. about, which is the risk you run yeah. doing deathmatch death wrestling, yep. man. 100%. But like hearing, I think that they had something with like light tubes tied to a ladder that had broken, so they were just basically like shanks yeah. waiting there. Homie had fallen and like sliced his armpit, I like, hate that shit. up his bicep, I hate and it. just apparently within seconds he was like almost bleeding out. Yeah. And he's just gap into the back. Marco Stunt was there and was like, you need help right now. And Marco, like, like freshly, like, I know! 21, like. Poor kid, man. <laughs> yeah. And, like, seeing stuff like that. And, like, <clears throat> like, there's the controversial topic of people looking down on deathmatch wrestling yeah, you know. for what it is. But it's like, you know, it's like its own... If we're thinking about like wrestling, let's say comparing it to like music, death match wrestling is like maybe your grind core or like your death core and stuff 100%. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's and not for everybody, but yeah, it's there for the Yeah, It's people just that want and it. It. it's still the same art. Yeah. It's just done differently. Yeah. And you know, there are people there who aren't gonna be able to put on like massive spot fests or do four fifties yeah. and do all this crazy stuff, but they're going, Okay well, I'm willing to put my body on the line. In a different way. Yeah, have like a lot of shock value and tell these stories in a different way. Yeah. Like, I still think it absolutely deserves to be respected Yeah. for it. Because when I watch it, I go, oh no, shit, I wouldn't do 80% of this yeah, stuff, you know.
0: Watching it makes me cringe. I'm just yeah. like, fuck. As soon as like the cheese grater comes out, I'm out. I'm out on the cheese graters.
1: There's some things I think are too far. Like yeah, yeah. one, oh man, <laughs> actually my skin just crawls right now thinking about it. <laughs> I think it was somewhere in Japan, but, yep. um, they had like a large wooden board with like okay. upturned kitchen knives on fuck it. Fuck me. And a dude's just body slammed a guy that's on it. That's fuck And I'm me. like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. The guy sits up and like, there's literally like chunks of his back, like are folding over because of how deep it went. Jesus and just, Christ. it basically looked like an instant waterfall of blood. And I was like, nah, man, like yeah, that's too far. That's, too far, that's yeah. too far. Yeah. But like, yeah, still again, being willing to put your body through that kind of stuff solely for the purpose of entertaining people, yeah, yeah. and then again, like, suspending disbelief because you think people are actually dying. I mean, if that's the, if the closest you can
0: get. That's not really suspension. Says death body. match for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: Wow. Um. So yeah, like. I ask myself sometimes, I'm like, would I do a death match? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I cross that bridge when we come yeah, there. But there sure. is a death match at Venom this weekend. Sick. Yeah, Fuck Rip Riley, yeah. um, and a man called Jackson Spade from down okay. in New South Wales, who's like yeah. fantastic death match wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy too. Okay. And when that got announced, I'm like, ah, someone's getting
0: done for murder. Like, it's going to be one of like those yeah, matches. Yeah. And I haven't seen a death match live before, okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm really hyped the, about it. I think the close I got was a Rip Riley match yeah. at the New Globe, and I was like, this is pretty violent. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, just like a hardcore or something? Uh, I think so, yeah. And then I think on the same show, there was a ladder match that had Combat Wombat in it, and he pulled out a step ladder. Oh, dude. I love Steplatter Spots. To do a superplex. (laughs) And um, everyone just chanted, please don't die. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty, like, it was pretty sick. I was like, that's good stuff.
1: I love it, man. Like, especially when fans can... You know, Join take in. the piss yeah, out yeah, of that yeah. sort of stuff. Understand a
0: comedy spot to a yeah. serious spot. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's it. And like, I Venom actually had a ladder match. Um, I guess our version of the Money in the Bank match, okay, which yeah. is the brass ring yep. match. So cool little, um, fun little play on words. Yeah, for it <laughs> yeah. But um that match had like some of my mates in it and there was like six holy shit chants. Oh, like yeah. this is awesome yeah, chant. Yeah. We had a superplex like off of the ladder. Yeah, sick. And like that, it was just like, I've never, I don't, even, even maybe when I was at Super Showdown, man, like I've never been so engaged yeah. like in a match. Like yeah. these boys put their bodies on the line because yeah. it was some yeah. of my mates. I was genuinely like on the outside, like man, someone's like got broken ribs <laughs> yes. or like, something like that and as well <laughs> at our front row um, we use the venue's tables okay. that they've got because yeah, yeah. they're really thick like yeah, yeah. got the steel reinforced beams underneath Sick. them and everything like that moves have been done on them a million times before yep. the things don't budge they no. don't break or anything like the
0: that I am the table yeah
1: pretty much <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty much like they can take a beating basically yeah. and like we'd already broken one of the venue's ladders from okay. that, so we're like okay we're probably going to be in a bit of shit but yeah, yeah it is what it is we can buy them another ladder yeah At some point in the match Rip Riley Tombstone Do you know Jake Nova? He's yes like another, yeah. no,
0: Jake Nova's pretty sick Yeah dude uh, Jake Nova yeah, I remember When I saw him at, I saw him at that UPW show I was talking about earlier And he was just doing Like the long tights Almost like a Shawn Michaelsy type thing Yeah And then I saw him A couple of years later And he was doing What he's doing now Like the Showtime The, the trunks And the flap And the Jordans I love his gear man It is so he sick He has like yeah. my favourite gear yeah. I reckon He's probably like The most pro looking pro Yeah Yeah. And
1: he's super good good in the ring yeah, too great. like it's Ingram's actually um, really good. this weekend's got him versus Adam Brooks oh fuck and man.
0: apparently they haven't wrestled before fuck and I'm like oh, that's so stupid. dude when that got announced I'm <laughs> yeah. like you're
1: joking that's fuck. that's gonna be a five that's star excellent. Like, that's excellent it'll be so awesome um, and yeah so this match had already been chaos we broken a ladder Rip and Jake are like fighting on these tables yeah, of, like yeah. the front row and whatever teasing some spots and then Rip goes for it like he does a tombstone with Jake the table explodes fuck. Like, I was watching from the site, it sounded like a gun went off because of how thick thick these things are. It's just gone everywhere. And because, as well, like, everyone who goes to the shows knows, like, people lost their minds. They were like, This is absolutely crazy. I know, huge man. You got like a (laughs) give or take 130, 140 kilo guy with like another dude, what Jake's probably 80 to 90, crashing down on this (laughs) table. And, like, yeah, I was blown away because my first thing was, like, they don't break. Yeah. That sounded like a car crash. Yeah. And just, it was absolute chaos, man. And, and again, like, this is what I'm saying about local wrestling that you can come to and just come and see crazy stuff. Yeah. That, like, is usually reserved for the big leagues yeah, yeah. or something like it's that. It's more
0: entertaining per show. Yeah. Than a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, without a doubt, because yeah. Monday nights are just...
1: Oh, shoot raw is a three minutes it's actually really funny back when um i used to have i lived in north brisbane and was yeah. working on the gold coast okay, and yeah. I had my license for a short period so yeah. i was training down like every time yeah and um on tuesday afternoon so like raw had aired yeah. over here in australia yeah, yeah i'd always get raw up to watch on the train yeah i would fall asleep yeah like every 100%. time i'd be watching it fall asleep wake up i'm in I'm in the city and I've got yeah. to like transfer trains. Yeah. i like, look, I get that I'm tired, but I don't sleep on my other no, train no. rides. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Raw's actually making me dip yeah. now. And I think even two or, like, within the past month, I think they did a um, viewership of, like,
0: 1.4 mil. Yeah, it was, yeah they've it's been like, declining. I don't, I watch, rapidly. Like, clips on YouTube, that's about it. Yeah, I, you know, I can't Just to put say, myself the people through Raw anymore. I prefer to see, mm-hmm. which, like, on Raw is, like, New Day. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's Legit, it. Or AJ man. Styles, because I've been a fan of him since I was, like, a fucking kid. AJ's... Yeah. He's on his own. And has living. been for a long time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, because I... I knew of him, yeah. but, like, I'd never watched his stuff. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. And then when he came to WWE, I watched the Nakamura match, yeah, yeah. and then...
0: The Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, just yeah. a little bit, I think,
1: uh Intercontinental yeah. title, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Um and I'm just like, wow! And then even now, if I like watch old Impact highlights yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, of the
0: stuff AJ's doing yeah. there, I'm yeah. like,
1: how how is he doing this yeah. in 2006? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. You yeah. Know?
0: The best one I saw was uh, it was the three way him, Joe, and Daniels. Yeah. yeah. And he does the running shooting star over the top rope, and it's insane. I know that even clip, as like... a kid, I was like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just. he he can make anyone who he's in the ring with look ten times better than any of their previous matches even what he's doing
0: now he has someone who's like just size completely
1: green yeah so green
0: and then he's just like looks like a pro yeah because he's with AJ it's Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy it's
1: like when when AJ had his matches with Jinder over the WWE Championship and like you know I bought into the meme for a bit. I was yeah. like, yeah, can't hinder the Jinder. Like, he's the champ now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, I honestly didn't really enjoy his matches no, a whole lot. They were
0: pretty, like, stock standard. Yeah. From his time in developmental.
1: Yeah. yeah like, like, that was like a... Oh, I, no, I don't want to shit on the thing. But it was like, it wasn't a main event level yeah, yeah. matches. Like, I was no, watching and, those things. Yeah. And I'm like, this should be somewhere else on the card. Yeah. It like, wasn't not,
0: something that someone like Brian and AJ could put on. Exactly, yeah.
1: and then when AJ had his match with Jinder, I'm like, I'm, I'm into this match. Yeah, yeah. Like this, AJ's making him look like a million bucks. Yeah. Like, and it just makes me wonder, like, how do people get that good at wrestling? Because AJ know. doing matches, you're just like, he. Th- this is just significantly better than, than any whatever else yeah, that yeah, yeah. guy has been doing yeah. for the past three months. Yeah. So, it just <laughs> the respect for AJ Styles is
0: yeah, yeah. deservedly huge. I think there's like a big like gap in the people that were from like an independent level coming up to that because then you look at guys like Brian and Punk and Joe and Seth and Mm -hmm. Dean and all that stuff like they're just great in ring completely like I watched um, Wrestlemania as it was coming the one this year I watched it like I'd watch a match and then dip out and then like go back and see what I missed yeah the Seth Cesaro match I watched in full and I was yeah. like this is incredible I actually
1: still haven't gone back to watch it that one yet so good yeah
0: it is so good and there's like callbacks to like other people on the indies like at one point Seth hits a Chris Hero move ah. on Claudio and I just started screaming I was like what the fuck and then yeah like, well that's what you get when yeah. like
1: people who are in the indies yeah, so and long friends ago friends
0: with each other for so long they just like Hit old stuff that both of them know. Yeah,
1: and you know, probably Chris Hero had a big pop too. Yeah, <laughs> like he was like, seen that that yeah. like, you cheeky bastards. Yeah, yeah. but was, like, yeah, yeah, having that chemistry with people for so long, and then giving them a stage like Mania yeah, yeah. to just go out there and do whatever. Yeah, like you know, it's going to be a wicked match because yeah, they're yeah. incredible wrestlers. Yeah, they are
0: both so great. Good. Yeah, incredible, and have been for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So they're only just going to get better. Yeah, which is good. And I feel like there's people like that in Australia that are, like, hitting their peak now but don't have the platform to show it as regularly. So hopefully if the Australian scene pops up mm-hmm. to a point where it used to be, like, in the 70s and stuff, yeah. it will just be, like, great and everybody can make a living off doing what they love to do. Yeah, and I fucking see. as you
1: said, like, I think it's getting close to it because there's a lot of Australian signings, like, going yeah, yeah. on overseas and everything yeah. like that. So I think once the COVID stuff kind of breaks down, um, you know, like, Brookie, Brooksy and Slacks get to go do their ROH stuff, yeah, yeah. and then our new, like, Australian crop go through NXT. Yeah. I think people are going to start being like, okay, like, we need our eyes on Australia. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. they're all starting to take it really seriously down there. Yeah. We got to bring them in sort of thing. Yeah. So, where well, A couple of years
0: ago, it was, to break through in America, you had to go to England. Yeah. With, like, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley and yep. Travis Banks. Yeah. And then, uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher were like the last two to do it, but yeah, I'm stoked that like it's now coming becoming a thing where like Australian talent is getting the recognition they deserve. Yeah, starting to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Which is like it's
1: very exciting. So on that regard, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this was a good time to get into wrestling, (laughs) to step up the game. (laughs) You know, could be you next. Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows?
0: We'll wind it down and we'll do. Top five bands and top five wrestlers. Oh, damn. Yeah. get you on a double. Holy crap.
1: Okay, yeah. do I have, like, um... Is it, like, top five bands, like, ever? Or am I, like, just going to say, like, top five, like, Australian bands? Oh, uh, we
0: could do of all time. Man,
1: yeah. That's hard. And it's going to make me seem like a bit of a dweeb. <laughs> my, <laughs> my top, top band of all time, like, yeah. without a doubt, so it's about Chili Peppers. Yeah, like, that see. was the first band that got me into music. Yeah. Like, Dad used to play um they're live at Slane castle dvd a you not every weekend Fuck yeah. like I could just play it would do housework and whatever and then there was just one day i like actually sat down and watched it and yeah. i was like oh like this is making me feel stuff like yeah. okay this is actually really cool really entertaining yeah, yeah, yeah. fell in love with them from there and like yeah a band's never ever gonna top that love that yeah. i've got for them um, second, Bring me the Horizon. No, that's sick. Suz, <laughs> so not Suz so about sick. it. No, that's sick. I've been a Bring Me Mark for years. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, again, that's like a always
0: will be sort of thing. like yeah, for you sure. Can always listen to their music and go cool. Especially now, there's like such a wide range of what they do from the yeah. beginning to now. Like,. I think that that's the spirit album is probably the best thing they've ever written. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. incredible from top to bottom. Just it's like, so
1: it was so different. Yeah, you know? and they've got an album for any mood that yeah. you might be feeling. Yeah, so yeah, big love for them, even if it's a bit normy. Say yeah, which yeah. you will. Um, and I don't want to let's say like bias it or anything because they're mates. But like I, when I think about it, like Grave Minds, really, really up yeah. there as well. Fuck yeah, like the feeling that I get when I'm seeing their live, them live, is yeah. like just unlike other bands really that I do see live as well um throw them in there always had a massive soft spot for asking Alexandria (laughs) (laughs) they're one of my super like early metalcore bands as well and um for me personally too like hugely influential on my vocals like when I was trying new stuff out or trying to at
0: the time they were very broad like vocal had a lot of like synth stuff going on too and Danny's a great vocalist as well he went through a shocking period I saw him in that period and it was not very good Yeah. yeah I
1: saw a show they did it at Tivoli with Amity, and like, oh, okay. he, was, he was okay yeah, when yeah. i like saw him that night, but then I could see him in a Soundwave, it was yep. god awful. The when they did uh,
0: Death to Destiny album,
1: I completely forgot that they did that set. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was once looking, I think it might have been 2013 maybe yeah. that they'd done that, okay. But I was like looking at old Soundwave lineups a couple of months ago, and I was like, wait,
0: yeah,
1: asking Alexandria, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yes. I saw like the Big Death yeah. to Destiny post. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I definitely went to that, but again, it it mustn't have been up to standard because it yeah, blew it, over. Man, it head. was fucking pretty bad. Yeah, and especially
0: they played just after AFI, and AFI just crushed. Following that, yeah, they crushed. Yeah, so it was just very bad. <laughs> but they're sick. They're a great band. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then a fifth one to round it out. That's real tough. Um... trying to think do I want to go metal again <laughs> at least diversify it a little bit who's a band that I can listen to at any time um I'll oh, probably again just uh, I'll give this one another throwback to dad like Metallica yeah can't go wrong with them yeah. they've been doing stuff for as long as they have for yeah. very very good reason yeah yeah and um again some bit like when it came to my guitar playing definitely very influential on yeah. how I was learning and going through that and top five wrestlers is probably even freaking <laughs> yeah. harder, dude. It's definitely a hard
0: question. Definitely play. AJ.
1: Yeah. Um, definitely AJ. Uh, definitely Moxley yeah. as well. Like, I just know that anytime those two are on screen, yeah. my eyes are glued. Yeah. Like, whether it be yeah. from the moves, the match, or the story that they're telling, yeah. like, they're perfect at it. Do you prefer
0: what he's doing now? Probably, Moxley? Yeah. Compared to Dean and then pre WWE Moxley.
1: Like, I'd say yeah, because like I, I still I, I discovered him when he yeah. used to be John Moxley yeah. um, and I guess didn't have as much of the understanding for wrestling that like, I've got nowadays, yeah. but I just still thought, wow, his promos are cool. This guy yeah. can do a real good hardcore match and everything yeah. like that. And I liked his Ambrose stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually when he won the WWE titles, oh, I, said, I actually got really emotional. Yeah, I didn't cry, sad. but like my lip was like trembling a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I yeah. felt like my eyes watering yeah. up and I was like, "Cool man, you deserve it." Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, as they do with a lot of people, he was booked pretty shockingly yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of his run. Yeah. So, seeing him now just being able to have full flexibility yeah. with what he's doing, you can tell he's into it, that yeah. he's passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, really big fan. And like AJ as well, again, because I hadn't super gotten into his indie stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like there's still things I've seen here and there, but he just makes the most of what he's got. Yeah. Like no matter what he's doing when he goes out there, you're like, cool, this is at least going to be good. Yeah. Like, and I'll enjoy it and everything yeah. like that. Uh, Shinsuke. Yep. I'm, I, I, his showmanship and just Incredible. his whole presence, Incredible. everything yeah. about him. Because I again, my only hearing of him prior to coming to WWE was yeah. the match with AJ. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool, like Japanese guy, very eccentric, yeah, yeah. very good presence and everything like yeah. that. And then he just came into the Fed and had that match with Sammy. It was incredible. And oh, I watching that
0: live, that same was man, incredible.
1: I was like, I was sold on him straight yeah. away. So yeah. he's really up there for me. It was for literally those not
0: better for him to be in his first match with oh, as well. I know. Like, so fucking...
1: And crazy. I think so much of that was called on the fly, personally. I think it was. Like, there's yeah. so many moments where I'm just like, you can't say you're going to do that backstage. No. Like, that was just in the moment yeah. of them being like, yeah, Yeah, we know how to put on a show. But the crowd was so, so hot.
0: Yeah. And they're both pros, pros. Like, they probably wouldn't have wanted Easy. to call anything before. Easy.
1: Yeah. Um, those three... I've become a very big fan of Drew McIntyre okay. ever since he yeah. came back to the fed. Yeah, after his indie run. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, 'cause I've watched a couple of things here and there. He's actually someone who I've been trying to watch to kinda yeah, yeah. try and like get a vibe from like I'm tall, got yeah. long hair and a beard, so I'm like, okay, if there's some stuff that I can take from him yeah. for kind of my own wrestling work, um, hopefully I could make it work, you know. Yeah. And stole the clamore as a finisher <laughs> <laughs> for myself. I gotta do something with these long lanky legs. So um Yeah, he uh, he, especially after that WWE title run, like he's a superstar man. Like he carries himself like a champion.
0: Everything they've done wrong with him. Yeah, (laughs) so it took
1: a bit of time, but I still even think when he was like tagging with Ziggler or doing this there and the other, like he, you could see how far he'd come since then. And now him, he's worthy of being like a top guy within all of it as well. So he's up there. And around this is definitely not in any particular order. Yeah, That'd yeah, be no, like a, I'd need yeah. like another hour yeah. <laughs> to break that down and <laughs> yeah, segment yeah. it into different things. And then a fifth one to round it out. Uh, if I I, I I'll, I'll be cheeky. I'll i say FTR. Okay, like yeah. it'll be two thought, people. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's one. But one um,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's still one and the same, you know. They redefined tag wrestling for me. 100%. When I was watching their stuff with American Alpha and DIY back in NXT. Incredible stuff. Like, they're they're the sole reason. Like, there are times nowadays, even though, like, I'm just starting out, I'm a singles wrestler. Like, I want to do tag team wrestling at some point purely because of how FTR slash The Revival yeah. made me feel when I was watching their yeah. matches. They yeah, made like, it relevant
0: again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only other team doing that were the Bucks, mm-hmm. but like not on that level. Yeah. They and like, they were doing it in
1: totally different ways, yeah, you know, yeah. like the Bucks were just flashy, tag team flashy yeah. but geniuses, yeah, like yeah. the way that they can string together tag team matches yeah, yeah. is like unparalleled. Yeah. yeah. And then you just got old school heel, Classic. But, like, yeah. every time they were in the room with anyone, like, they were so good at it. I'm like, damn, I want you to get beaten because your heel work is so good. Yeah, yeah. But then after the match, I'm like, oh, like, I had so much respect for them. Yeah. Because, like, with us, like, you know it's a work, but when you want to see someone get beaten, yeah. even though, like, you respect them and stuff, yeah, you yeah. say, god damn it, like, yeah. <laughs> how are you so good at doing that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so- and they just had perfect timing with everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they're definitely a worthy spot to throw on my all time faves for sure. Yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Righteous man. Righteous (laughs)
1: This time absolutely flew by. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: Well, um, just to end it, do you want to hit your socials and anything you want to plug and then? Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. Finally on the Instagram, um, at original and then two underscores Zoltan Zoltan. Um, and then, as well, I do a little bit of photography on the side. So that's Zoltography, uh, Z O L Tography. And um, I don't really do much special and important outside of that. However, follow Venom Pro Wrestling on socials as well. Not too active on Instagram, but VPW, Venom Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Um, and yeah, if you want to keep in touch, get in touch, follow our stuff. Hopefully, you can see it a show in the future sometime if I'm lucky. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sick.
0: And that's it. The first episode of the Heavy Sweater podcast is done. These are so much fun to do. So I'll be trying to get at least one out a week every single week or until I run out of people to talk to. But hopefully that doesn't happen. So if you like what you heard, check us out on streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'd like to thank Zashin for coming on and he's welcome whenever he wants to come back. It was so much fun. He's so positive and it was great just talking, wrestling with someone. It was fucking sick. Uh, Yeah. But you can check him out on his socials at original underscore underscore Zoltan from memory. He hit him in the episode. So if you want to follow him or check him out, check it out on there. But I'm pretty sure it's original underscore underscore Zoltan and Venom Pro Wrestling. Check them out. They're doing great stuff, putting on shows all the time, booking great Australian talent, as well as producing their own great Australian talent. Check the podcast out on Facebook, Heavy Sweater Podcast. So yeah, thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the Brisbane Heavy Music Scene. So yeah, I don't really know how to wrap this up, but thanks again, and uh, I'll see you next week, hopefully. See ya.